Welcome, fans of the Justice League universe. My name is Sam. In this podcast, what I typically do is work scene by scene through the Justice League universe movies, um, starting with Batman v Superman, and analyze those scenes for the character development, for the plot beats, um, but also especially for the themes and kind of the deeper filmmaking moves that these Justice League universes really have and the real detail and depth that Zack Snyder puts into his movies. But I know maybe not everybody's style is to always go scene by scene at that kind of fine grain level. Some people might like to step back and take a broader look at the movie overall. So what I'm going to do in this episode is recommend four different analyses or overall uh, holistic reviews of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. These, I think, all bring a different perspective and they point out some different but interesting things to think about when you're interpreting and uh, making sense of Batman v Superman. This first one is probably the one that gets my highest recommendation. Um, For anybody who is a fan of Batman v Superman, I think this article is well written and it gives some nice insights into the movie. And it does so in a way that I think is accessible for everybody. Uh, Even if you don't like doing the deep literary analyses, you just want to hear somebody making some good comments um, and getting some nice meaning out of the movie. I also think this first one is something that you can recommend to people who maybe liked the movie but didn't love it, or people who are confused about why some of us are totally over the moon about Batman v Superman and they just sort of don't get it, this is an article I think that you could point them to to help them see what's so great about Batman v Superman. And this first one is by Mark Hughes for Forbes. It's called uh, Zack Snyder Loves Superman and Batman v Superman Proves It or something like that. I'll put a link to all these in the show notes. So check out the link in the show notes. But Mark Hughes, he basically talks about the character of Superman and how Superman stands for this pure idealism and doing the right thing and trying to be a pure hero. And that's Superman's intention, intention, and that's what Superman basically does through his actions throughout the movie. But people got this wrong sense that Superman was a downer or that he wasn't heroic because Superman had some stress or he had some doubts or he had some difficulties that he had to go through in order to be the hero and in in making his decisions to be that pure hero it wasn't always easy in fact it was really really hard because the world was getting in the way humanity was reacting to him in a way that was making his pure heroism um, basically a very challenging thing for superman to go through and what mark hughes argues is that yes there are detractors to superman like perry white says you know it's not 1938 anymore or um batman is clearly has a problem with superman um and lex luthor obviously but also even like you know the wallace character um saying you know that you know this is what the hero did to me and he's blaming superman for this stuff so there are these detractors to superman but mark hughes says that the whole point of the movie is that those detractors are wrong Superman actually is this idealistic force, and he is this hero if if humanity would just kind of allow him to be that. So um, that, I think, is an interesting take, and he writes it really well. He does a really good analysis. He connects Batman into it, um, and so I think it gives that nice perspective that I I highly recommend. The second one I want to recommend is by Matthew Therio from Hub City Review. Again, check the link in the show notes. He does an analysis where he says there's this one unifying theme throughout Batman v Superman, and it's really about sacrifice and violence. And he connects it to uh, Christ and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, and he notes that the movie was released on Good Friday, probably not by coincidence. Um, and But you can take it, even without Christ, you can take it as just this issue of sacrifice in a world of violence. 
and he talks about how there's a lot of this violence and there's violence that follows even Superman's good deeds and uh, Doomsday is like the total manifestation of pure violence and notice that Doomsday, if you attack him and you, you hit him, you shoot him or whatever, that actually just makes Doomsday get even stronger um, and that matches with the metaphor for violence because if you try to meet violence with violence you just end up with more violence um and the matthew thoreau who Thereo, who wrote this piece he talks about how it's really a commentary on present day society and how the war on terrorism is trying to bomb terrorism out of existence but you with violence if you meet it with violence you just end up making even more violence and you can't defeat it that way so how do you defeat violence? It has to be through nonviolence or through uh, some sort of sacrifice. Um, and so the author of this piece says that Superman made a sacrifice that was um, not entirely nonviolent, but he did make a selfless sacrifice. Um, and that he says, you know, the Christ metaphor or the Christ connection is that Christ actually made a purely nonviolent sacrifice. Um, so there's some nice pa parallels. It's an interesting perspective. It makes a lot of nice connections to the movie. And it talks about how Man of Steel was kind of a blend of the Moses story, but also the Christ story. And Batman v Superman is more unified around the Christ story and this idea of sacrifice. Third is a very in-depth literary analysis by, um, I don't know the author's name because it wasn't really on the page, but it's from the uh, Pulp Clatura Tumblr. And I'll put a link again in the show notes, so look for that. But this is a, a long, intense, but very interesting analysis that says that Batman v Superman is actually within the genre of a revenge tragedy. And revenge tragedy is actually a form of uh, drama and especially like stage plays and stuff um, from British literature. And he, uh, the author of this piece says that Batman v Superman was written by Chris Terrio as a revenge tragedy, and Terrio did actually say in his interview with the Wall Street Journal that he was bulking up on his knowledge of revenge tragedies when he was writing Batman v Superman, and Chris Terrio has a degree in British literature. Um, so he wrote this movie, and this article traces through all the aspects of a revenge tragedy. Um, so here, some of the things, first of all, revenge tragedy is a five-act structure that's very different from the three-act structure that people usually expect with blockbusters. And it's also not the hero's journey. So if you've read about kind of storytelling archetypes, hero's journey is a very famous one that's become hugely prominent in the big tentpole blockbusters. And a lot of the Marvel movies follow a very similar kind of archetype that's related to the hero's journey. But what this uh, Pulp Clatura Tumblr page explains is that Batman v Superman is a totally different template. It's a revenge tragedy template. It's not three acts. It's actually five acts. And it goes through the typical revenge tragedy acts. First of all, there's exposition. You find out that there's something to avenge. Second, there's anticipation, which is where the person plans the revenge in great detail, usually. Um, and in Batman v Superman, this is Batman's detective work where he's trying to get this kryptonite and then he's doing his training you know, to, to plan his revenge against Superman. Then there's confrontation, which is the character, the main character seeking the revenge. Um, and you also have the target of the revenge coming into conf direct confrontation with the person seeking revenge. Then act four is this decision point where things kind of turn. And then act five is the completion. So 
There's two ways that the completion can go. In some revenge tragedies, the Avenger goes through with the revenge, and in that case, the Avenger usually also loses himself, either loses his soul or also dies in the violence, um, and you get kind of this bloody completion to the revenge tragedy. Another way that you can have completion is that at, after the decision point, um, there's this kind of moment of clarity, and the person who wants the avenge does not take the revenge, and in so doing kind of saves his own soul. Um, and so Batman v Superman, I'd say, is more the latter, where uh, in that you know final act that Batman actually redeemed himself and did not take the revenge that he had been planning for through the first four acts. Um, now, the, the Justice League stuff is kind of added in. It's not really part of the revenge strategy. But if you take out the Justice League, the introduction to the new Justice League characters, the rest of it is basically like a textbook template version of a revenge tragedy. Um, and it has other main features of a revenge tragedy. Like there's, there's always a ghost that's kind of haunting and taunting, pulling on the person who wants revenge. In Batman v Superman, this takes the forms of the dreams and also the Wallace character. There's always madness, and we have Bruce Wayne's madness for sure. Um, the article talks about how madness shows up in some of the other characters as well. There's always a fatal flaw in the main character, which I would say Bruce Wayne definitely has some. Um, then there's always this big moment of clarity. There's actually a word for it. You can see it in the article. Clearly in Batman v Superman, the Martha scene is this important turning point in any revenge tragedy where the Avenger has the moment of clarity. Then there's reversal of character, which we get with Batman after the moment of clarity. And then revenge tragedy uh, is usually ends in death or a lot of death. Um, and so in this case, uh, we did end up with Superman's death, but it wasn't because of the revenge. It was actually because of sacrifice. So kind of an interesting twist there. Really interesting. It gets very literary, pretty technical. So it's a, it's a read that you kind of have to dedicate yourself to, but a lot of interesting stuff there. And I do think that one is definitely on to something that is part of the reason why a lot of people were saying, oh, this movie wasn't what I expected, or oh, I didn't really like get the flow of the movie as much. I think because a lot of the millions of people who went to see Batman v Superman were expecting a hero's journey, or they were at least expecting a typical three-act blockbuster structure, and what they actually got was a five-act revenge tragedy structure, which if you haven't studied Shakespearean tragedies or this British literature uh, genre, you were totally thrown off. So uh, that could be part of the negative or the mixed reaction. People who were willing to go along with this different structure versus people who wanted it to be a typical three-act blockbuster uh, movie. All right, and the fourth one that I wanted to recommend to get a kind of a holistic view and a cool way of looking at Batman v Superman is by Reddit user Condescending Fool. Uh, and some others, I think, have noticed similar things, but this is the one that I found, which is Condescending Fool, and I've got the link in the show notes. Um, this is to look at Batman v Superman through the lens of King Arthur and an Arthurian analysis. Um, we get the first clue of this because of Excalibur, which is coming to the theater uh, in the very opening scene with the Waynes. Um, so the Waynes had seen the Mark of Zorro, which is important, you know, that ties to Batman's history and being inspired by Zorro. Uh, but it says coming soon is Excalibur, which is a movie that tells uh, the King Arthur legend. This analysis with the King Arthur lens, to me it's not really a, uh, a lens for the entire movie, but there's clearly some parts of Batman v Superman that were inspired by and are a parallel to King Arthur's story. 
So first of all, we have the sword and the stone, and in Batman v Superman, it's the kryptonite spear, which Batman actually plunges into the pavement or into the stone, and later Batman pulls out that spear, um, and so Batman is the Arthur character. Superman is the Lancelot character, the kind of, you know, the golden knight uh, and the perfect hero. Um, now, in the King Arthur story, Arthur kind of gets corrupted by power and actually ends up having a confrontation and a fight with Lancelot, even though they're both uh, knights of the round table, they're both good guys, but they fight each other. Arthur realizes that, oh, he's been corrupted and that he was fighting his friend, his former friend, he was fighting a good guy in Lancelot. So Arthur abandons his sword of power and throws it into the lake, um, which we also in Batman v Superman have the spear getting thrown into the water. And then in uh, the King Arthur legend, the Lady of the Lake, who the one is the one who helped Arthur throw the, the sword into the water, later the Lady of the Lake has to go get the sword back, which in the movie we have Lois again having to go and get the spear back out of the water. And then Doomsday is uh, an analog to Mordred. Um, Mordred also was kind of concocted together in sort of a nefarious way. He has a sort of a dark magic origin, and Doomsday does as well. Um, and then, you know, in King Arthur, eventually you have Mordred getting, I think, killed by the sword uh, of power. And here we have Doomsday getting killed by the spear from Kryptonite. So just some, like, interesting parallels that I think were put in there by the filmmakers almost more as a little bit of fun. I don't think that this was um, the driving perspective for the movie overall, but it was really cool to see it, and I think it was definitely on purpose from the filmmakers um, because they made sure to have Excalibur in there at the beginning, and there's just too many parallels to have been a coincidence, I think. So that gives you four different ways to look at the movie overall. I say at the very least, check out the Mark Hughes article, but if any of those other ones seemed interesting to you, um, check those out as well. The thing that's very cool to me, and it just shows how deep and how good of a movie Batman v Superman is, is that people can take these different lenses and see all kinds of rich things inside of Batman v Superman, a lot of connections and a lot of cool parallels. Um, so there's not just one way to see and take meaning from this movie. There's a lot of ways, uh, and it can speak to different people in different ways, or if you want to get your analytical hat on and start making connections and breaking things apart, you can actually do it in a lot of ways, and they're all sort of valid in their own respect. And uh, I think that's cool to have a movie that's this complex and deep that it can stand up to this kind of attention to it. So I like going down in detail scene by scene, so that's what I'll continue to doing, but I wanted to drop this special episode in case you wanted this kind of perspective on it. So that's it for this special episode. Thanks for listening. And again, I give my shout-outs to my inspirations, Man of Steel, which you can access at manofsteelanswers.com, and uh, the Suicide Squadcast. 